Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm going to continue a little bit of Festivus with philosophizing youth because as a woman who's getting close to her 50s, who's lived in five different decades and two different millennia and went from a black and white dial TV and no remote control to a smartphone, I'm getting really tired of hearing millennials tell us that we're not doing enough and that we're burnt out and we're too old to be on social media. So buckle up, bitches, the Italian New Yorker is coming out. Here's what I want to say first. Number one, when we were kids, all us Gen Xers did was try to run away from you little millennials who were our brothers and sisters, younger cousins, all the young kids, their friends. You guys were annoying as kids. Why were you annoying as kids? Because we disappeared all day and got yelled at when we came home. And when we came home, you guys were getting everything. And it's true, we were treated differently. My sister was way more coddled than I was. She knows it, I know it. My parents don't see it that way. That's okay, but that's Gen X. We're not like, oh, poor me, poor me. I'm so burnt out. You wanna know why we were burnt out? Because we were babysitting for like six hours when we were 10 years old. Sometimes it was our neighbor's kids. Sometimes it was our younger siblings or cousins. I was legit a nanny at 11 years old when my aunt had twin boys and my uncle had to work a lot because it was twin boys. This was like 1987, 1988. I was in school, but almost every day after school, I would go to my aunt's house to help her. On the weekends, I would go to the mommy and me's. I would get up and do diaper changes at 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. feedings. I potty trained three boys because when the twins were three, my aunt got pregnant again with a third boy. I was 14. Do you know where the twins wanted to be? They didn't even want to be with their dad. They spent the weekend at my house for the entire time that my aunt was in the hospital and I made them like a bed on my floor. But they ended up in my twin bed, one twin on one side and one twin on the other side. And I slept with my arms around them because they missed their mom and they were very close to me. And I was like a mother figure. And then I, like every other Gen Xer, got my working papers at 14. And what did the millennials do? Nothing, right? Because you were what, like four or five, six years younger. So you couldn't work, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. So while we were learning responsibility and probably saving our paychecks, either in the savings account our parents put together for us, or maybe if we worked somewhere where we got tips, getting to keep our own money and go shopping out with our friends and buy the things that we wanted, it was not really coming from our parents. And if it did, it was a treat. But with you, with all your participation trophies and whining and crying, just like I was saying, watching a middle-aged man like Harry of Montecito whine and cry about what he doesn't have while he has children of his own, why are you not being a man, dude? And that's what I see about a lot of millennials. You're not being a man. You're not being a woman. You're not being an adult. Now, Gen Xers, no, we don't act our age especially when there's music on, especially when there's like stuff that reminds us of the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. But the thing is, we know our age and we know how to act appropriately in certain events at, at places. 
And what I've seen in millennials is that does not happen quite as much. I'm going to give you like an 85-15. 85% of you are stereotypical and 15% of you wanted to be Gen Xers so bad that you actually act normal. But when you start telling us we're geriatric, when you start telling us we're too old to be on social media, when you start telling us you're triggering us, you're not doing any of that. You're pissing us off. You're pissing us off. That's not triggering. See, triggering is when you have a mental and emotional reaction to a traumatic event. Someone's words are not going to trigger you. Someone's words are going to piss you off, but that's the difference between like millennials. Just like if you take Amber Heard, I use pledge and donate synonymously. (gasps) Okay, well, I use, (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like you use triggered and pissed off synonymously, and they're two very different things, you know, and then you use the word troll. Like, I just want to know. I want to have like a couple of millennials who have like your stereotypical attitude like on this podcast because I literally want to go head to head with you because the most millennial podcast dudes, they're awesome. Like they, they get it. They understand that like millennials are kind of a joke. Your whole generation is a joke to Gen Xers because of your participation trophies and like all of this stuff. Like we do laugh. And I think if there's anyone who's actually triggered It is the millennials because you're trying so hard to still be us that you have to put us out on your social media content as villains. When all the Gen Xers on social media are just talking about like our old times and movies and music and like how it was. So I'm just here to correct that because I am. I'm getting pissed. I'm getting really pissed at the rudeness still coming from a younger generation who you wouldn't have half the things that you have if we Gen Xers did not pave the way. You know, it's the point where it's always you owe me. I need an apology. I didn't get a participation trophy for getting out of bed today. And then, you know, you do this thing with your kids called gentle parenting. And it's not that I'm against being gentle with your children, but when I see a millennial at the supermarket standing in my way with two kids jumping around in the cart, one is two and one is four, and the mom's like, no, specifically, specifically, which one do you want? Because I want to honor your feelings. My mother would have been like, you're not getting this, you're not getting this, you're getting this. And that's the kind of parent I would have been. No to this, yes to this, let's think about this later. But when you sit there and you're telling a two-year-old, no, 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 just tell me exactly what you want. A two-year-old has no idea. I mean, it's great to teach them things, but my God, do you have to hold the rest of us up in public places to do it? It's really, really just beyond annoying. And it's just... This is my airing of grievances because the Gen Z's that I'm looking at, they're more like us. They're more like the Xers. They have common sense. They look for fact, not fiction. They don't necessarily reach out across lines to like hurt people unless they're talking about like a public figure with politics or something. They're incredibly smart. They understand that the world needs to be saved, that climate change is an issue, 
And with Greta Thunberg's clap back to Andrew Tate that got him and his brother arrested, you tell me Gen Z has not like outshined us all. But the one thing that I would say to Gen Z is ignore a lot of millennials and follow the Gen X way of life. And I'm not just talking about the aesthetics that you learned from Stranger Things. Yeah, you can put on an 80s sweater and some stirrup pants and call it vintage and say you're 80s. But honey, you ain't 80s, you ain't 90s, you ain't 70s, unless you lived it. And to the millennials that literally were just like, you know, running around chasing us, trying to go where we went and do what we did, I think it still shows today that you all sort of have an insane jealousy of us because if you have to put it out there that you think we're burnt out and geriatric and too old and I know I'm repeating myself but I'm pissed then you need to hear from the generation of people who acted like adults as tweens we were treated like adults as tweens so then we took it upon ourselves to act more like adults and then we got our ass beat for it so you guys have no idea what we lived with. You have no idea that we had to, like, we couldn't text or FaceTime a friend. We had to wait until someone was off the phone in our house to use it. And then hopefully the other line that we were calling wasn't busy. And you, your friends did not answer the phone. Kids in the 80s very rarely answered the phone unless your parents said it was okay. Because there were a lot of latchkey kids. So um, if you don't know what a latchkey kid is, this is how you were an adult. So a lot of kids whose parents were working because the 80s literally became a two-income world, especially in the United States with Reaganomics and everything. So what would happen is um, a lot of parents couldn't pick their kids up from school anymore, walk their kids home to and back, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. There was a lot more, I would say, in the early 80s, family stuff at school. I mean, we always had things, but it was like the mom's dropping everyone off, the mom's picking everyone up. But by like the mid to late 80s, all the moms started working. So dads were out working, whatever was going on, and kids had to take the bus home. So they would wear like a lanyard with their house key around their neck and they would wear it at school all day. Very rarely would they keep it in their book bag because they were afraid to lose it. So the key went around your neck. And then you got off the bus and you walked your house, you let your house, you, you let yourself in your house. And then you made a snack. If your parents taught you how to use the stove and they trusted you, you could do that. If not, it was get something out of the fridge or the cupboard and like do your homework, watch cartoons, whatever, until everyone gets home. But we were told, don't answer the phone and don't answer the door for shit. Cause we didn't tell anybody to call and we didn't tell anyone to come over. Not to say that you couldn't call your friend's house, like if their parents were home, but getting back to who answered the phone, the parents answered the phone. Sometimes, most of the time, it was the mom. But if it was the dad, it was so scary because you would have to be like, oh, hi, Mr. or Mrs. whoever, you know, can I speak with so-and-so? And then they would go, hold on, and they'd put their hand over the bottom of the receiver, but you could hear them scream anyway, and they'd go, you know, Melissa! Roseanne is on the phone. I don't know Melissa, by the way. And they would come to the phone and you would talk and for as long as you could. And then someone's parent 
or sibling needed to use the phone also, and it was, well, get off the phone. And we didn't have, in the early 80s, even call waiting. So it was a busy signal, and that was that. And if we wanted to meet up with our friends, we made a plan. We're meeting at this place at this time, and if you weren't there, you missed out. And there was no texting, you guys didn't wait for me nope if you were late you knew it it was it was over so we didn't have any of this like coddling shit between friends either oh we'll wait for you uh we're sorry it was yeah get over it move on and come out with us the next time so i think that there's a lot to learn with the mindset of the two different generations but to sit there and say that we're doing something wrong with ourselves when the way to get independence and freedom was to start working at 14 years old when you could get your working papers and get an actual paycheck. But many of us were babysitting two, three years before that for cash or mowing lawns or had a paper route where either someone's parent would drive the paper route or you would walk or ride a bike and deliver newspapers on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And then you would go to church or your religion classes or your dance, music, baseball practice, whatever it was. We were not home. That's why like after school cartoons and Saturday morning cartoons and, you know, the the shows that we could catch at 8 or 8.30 p.m. before we had to go to bed were very important to us. We didn't have streaming. We didn't have YouTube. We couldn't catch it. It was either get through the season and maybe you would catch the episode. But if everyone was talking about it at school, it was done. You were done. You were like out of the loop. So, you know, as much as I think the millennials remember that, you guys also had like the VCRs and things for longer of your life than we did. And I'm not even like mad about it. I just don't want to be insulted by people I still consider to be kids. Because I still see like kid eyes staring at us wanting to be part of us so badly. And you can sit here and disagree with me all you want, but we all know it's true. At least where I grew up, all the younger kids wanted to hang out with all the older kids. And all the older kids would run the fuck away because we wanted to smoke cigarettes and drink Boone's Farms and just, you know, be teenagers. And I really think that no matter how good millennials think you had it, I know in my heart and soul that Gen Xers had it better because we did everything before you could record and take pictures. If someone brought a camera, it was a 35 millimeter Maybe it was disposable, but that wasn't until like the 90s that we had disposable cameras, maybe the late 80s. And you had to get your film developed. And half the time the pictures were overexposed anyway for whatever reasons. So we didn't have all of this Insta, this, this, that, and the other thing. But here's the other thing we didn't do. And I will say this so that millennials and Gen Zs do understand. We had an intense level of respect for our parents and grandparents. So for the boomers and for the silent generation and the greatest generation, we had respect for them. We walked into someone's house. We were not disrespectful. We did not tell them how to live. We went by their rules. They came into our house. That's the thing that we did. They did with us. You know, everyone's parent was parent. If they said no, 
the answer was no. You didn't go crying home to your mom to have them fight with your friend's mother because the mother said you couldn't go do something. We didn't have our parents come in and tell the teachers that they were wrong and they were treating us badly, except for once in fifth grade when my fifth grade teacher called a bunch of people nincompoops and idiots in the R word and we all got upset. That was a weird time. That was one teacher and that was like three parents that said, please don't do that to our kids anymore. And it wasn't even like they were mean or rude or tried to like bring anything up that was, you know, trying to get her fired or anything. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we had some weird things go on. You know, my I'll get into my elementary school. It was it was a trip. I've talked a little bit about it, but not like in detail. But, you know, it was it was such simple times. Um, we thought it was great. We thought our technology was more than enough. But I think we deserve a little more respect. You know, I mean, also, if we're burnt out, you have to understand that many of us have also taken jobs that have pensions and retirement funds. And we took those jobs in our early 20s so that we could retire by the time we're 50. So yeah, we're burnt out, but we'll get to retire by the time we're 50 and go on to do other things and other jobs. And this is how life was, you know? And nobody in their 40s or 50s is going to switch careers now for because some millennials like you're doing it wrong and you're burnt out like this is just part of our generation so millennials if you're not burnt out and you're making all of this money online with all of your income good for you but here's the other thing i don't believe you i think you're lying i think you're full of it and i think that you do it to get attention because the other thing that i've noticed about millennials is they have to have the attention. The narcissism that runs rampant within this generation is off the wall, and I believe it's the participation trophies. Like I said, 85% of you are stereotypical, 15% of you are cool, and that's how I feel about it. But if you don't want to keep pissing off a Gen Xer, you got to stop calling us geriatrics that are triggered and trolls and don't belong on social media. Because when you say things like that about us, we're going to come at you because this is what we're used to doing. We are confrontational. We used to, we used to schedule fights in, in the parking lot at the school. We used to watch people beat the crap out of each other and pick sides. Sometimes we were the ones in the middle of the fight. We had no fear. We weren't going to take shit. And you don't own the internet enough to tell us what to do. Gen X is the generation unlike any other. We are so fucking terrifying. That's why we're called X. There's nothing else we can be. But if you're not going to be respectful to us, we're going to tell you about how we feel about it, right? We're going to tell you this. We're going to talk. We're going to get pissed. And then we're going to ignore you because that's what we're the best at. Ghosting. The Irish goodbye. If you don't know about it, it's a beautiful thing. Nobody knows you're gone until 20 minutes later. It's great. 
Then there's the Italian goodbye, which is 45 minutes of kissing everybody twice on each cheek and having a conversation. Totally different story. But I just needed to get this out of my system because we were not at all this rude to people we don't know, just ragging on a generation. We were not. If we made fun of people, it was like to their face, at least. Like we have balls like that to make fun of people to their face. Millennials, you don't. You like to hide behind a screen. So I'm just here to tell you that if you wanna go head to head with what you think of us, I will tell you the truth. I will insult you the way an Italian from Mount Vernon, New York will insult you and we'll see if you cry and I laugh. How about we do that? So yeah, I got a little pissed, not triggered, pissed. I don't like what's being put out there about us. It's very wrong. I'm trying to talk about a spiritual journey. I'm trying to talk about how great things were. I'm trying to make comparisons so I could learn. But to you little brats out there, you little millennial brats that need to keep coming at us, just remember when you're our age, Gen Z's gonna be coming for you way harder because they've learned from Gen X. And now I feel like my goal is to train Gen Z's and younger generations to go after millennials just because you're doing it to us. So with that, have a good one. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.